Coming up on Fifth Age, we answer questions like, Why did the hobbits have to walk all the way to Mount Doom? And, Is Tom Bombadil <laughs> an inflatable wavy arm tube? <laughs> you can't even get it out. <laughs> you can't gonna, even get it out. How are we going to discuss that? Not quite what you were expecting? Well, buckle up. We're going to have some fun. Thank you for joining us here on Fifth Age. I'm Dan. And I'm Erica. Come along with us as we explore Tolkien's world together. You know what you're here for. Walking all the way to Mordor. But for real, we're going to discuss the Great Eagles, a.k.a. Why did we have to walk all the way to Mordor again? <laughs> Can't you guys see Rivendell from the sky? Aren't you and Elrond, like, neighbors? Definitely. They are. They are? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, like, how how... Can they actually see Rivendell from the Misty Mountains? Well, I mean, they're eagles. They've got pretty good eyesight. And they live in the Misty Mountains. Like, the whole point of them being there is to watch stuff. Yeah. So, oh, so why are they there? So, the eagles uh, live in the mountains all over Middle-earth, but particularly in the north. They were actually sent there in the First Age by um, Manwe, the Vala, to watch Morgoth, Melkor, Sorin's boss. Um and just keep an eye and make sure things were good. And they were also sent there um, by the Vala, by the demigods, whatever you want to call them, to bring, like, entreaties from the the people of Middle-earth. Oh, so they're like, they're like messengers. They're like emissaries. Yeah. So it's like a Mercury situation? Or like... Uh, uh, yes-ish. Yeah? Uh, although Mercury is considered, like, one of the gods. The eagles are, aren't aren't vala or maya they're not gods or angels they're um just like they're animals okay so like you you're mixing stuff right now you're right so like is it why because we have you said demigods first but and you said angels and you used gods and like what are like what are they then because they're are they just like are they just big eagles yeah yeah they're just big talking eagles but there's stuff that isn't yes so (laughs) So what is your specific question? I don't know. <laughs> um, so I said Mercury, and you're like, eh, because because Mercury is like a god. Yeah, that's cool. He's a god, but um, I don't. I guess I don't know how to characterize it. Is it like like? So there's a Native American legend that crows carry messages from the dead. Is it more like that situation? Yes. Okay. So who uses that then, though? So um, the Vala, which would be like what men would call gods in Tolkien's land. Um, and the Maya, which are the next step down. Okay. So that would be like Sauron, Balrogs, Gandalf. They're all Maya. Okay. Um, the eagles are literally just gigantic eagles that can talk. And Manwe, the <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Oh. wait, They can talk? Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, no, like I could talk to one of them or oh, like sure. I have to know... Do they have, like, a certain language that they well, speak? Bilbo talks to them in The Hobbit, so... I, like, I don't... I didn't remember that. <laughs> yeah, no, he totally does. So, spoiler alert, I don't know anything. <laughs> <laughs> you know lots of stuff. It's fine. <laughs> uh, yeah, right. Um, okay. So, yeah, yeah, you could talk to an eagle. Bilbo talks to the eagles. The dwarves talk to eagles. Everybody talks to the eagles. They speak in the common speech. I could actually just talk to an eagle. Uh huh. All right. Anyone could. And and the point is that the eagles are keeping an eye on the on Middle Earth for like the gods, 
and letting them know if things are going bad. Okay, but I think I've always had a hard time with the Eagles because they seem... Okay, there's two problems that I've had, I think. So they're so deus ex machina. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, they just come out of nowhere and fix stuff. Yep. And yeah, that that is sort of what they do. But they don't... Um, they don't, like, have their own plans about this. About the stuff that people are doing. Because they're just eagles. They're just eagles. They're just hanging out in their mountains, watching stuff and reporting back to Valinor, essentially. Um, so they're... Wait, wait, so are they messengers or are they spies? They're kind of both. So, originally, they were sent there as spies to spy on Morgoth. Uh, but Morgoth is bound he's no longer in the realm of middle earth at the point of lord of the rings he's not there anymore yeah yeah i think we need to make sure we're clear about this stuff too because we're sort of i asked a bunch of i guess big scale questions yeah and i guess there's probably a lot of stuff where we have to be really specific about what time period we're talking about good point um and we already talked about the hobbit and lord of the rings which is sort of similar time period mm -hmm. but um then we also said some stuff I think that's applicable, either applicable on a broader scale or like, uh, I guess one question would be, since we're making fun of the giant eagles, or at least I am, for like <laughs> not knowing what's going on and being part of the solution to big problems, were they always in the Misty Mountains? Is like that their that's their place, or um, do you well, know? that was pretty far west. So before. So most of the events that people know about in The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings take place in the Third Age of Middle-earth. So what makes it the Third Age? So the elves awoke in the First Age, and the First Age was categorized by um, fights with Morgoth, essentially. The Second Age had men in it, and it had... Um, because the elves came first, and then the, the men came later. Um, okay. And the Second Age was the Age of Numenor, where the ancestors of Aragorn came from. Um, and when Numenor fell, the Third Age began. Okay, so I guess let's get back to, I think, what brought everybody here in the first <laughs> place, which is um, the long and unnecessary walk to Mordor, right? Right. So there's the famous, I think, um, among Lord of the Rings fans anyway, uh, the How It Should Have Ended video. Mm -hmm. And we're going to uh, supply a link to that in the show notes. But... To summarize, if you're not familiar with how it should have ended, basically the idea is they look for obvious plot holes or or things that they can just make fun of, and they make an animation about it. And in the case of Lord of the Rings, at the end, the eagles show up and rescue Frodo and Sam from the slopes of Mount Doom, like where they were obviously going to die mm -hmm. if they were left there. But the eagles came in, they swoop in, they grab them, and they take them out, which begs the question, if you have a giant flying eagle, why not, you know, have them take the ring to Mount Doom? Yeah, that is a good question. And so that's what they show in, in the video, spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they, show, they show the eagles, like, flying the hobbits to Mount Doom and just dropping in, yay! And, um, yeah, go watch it. So the, the, so the question is then, why did Frodo and Sam have to walk all the way to Mordor? <laughs> because that was pretty awful. Yeah, they didn't have a good time with that at all. <laughs> no. No, they didn't like it. Um, so there's a little bit of 
interplay with the eagles throughout Lord of the Rings, it kind of goes on in the background. And it's easy to miss when you're reading the books. Um, it kind of starts when um, Gandalf is on his way to see Saruman. So Radagast, the brown, um, was sent by Saruman to get Gandalf and bring him to Orthanc. We, we find out later that it's because Saruman was betraying everybody. Um, but Gandalf doesn't know that yet. He was on his way to the Shire to see Frodo. He got sidetracked because Radagast was like, hey man, Saruman needs to see you. Can you like get your butt down there as fast as you can? Um, and Gandalf's like, sure, I can go talk to him. He's, he knows a lot of stuff, especially about rings. And he might know, you know, what's going on here. So as Radagast is leaving, Gandalf's like, hey, man, you know, you're friends with all these animals. Could you have them keep an eye out for stuff about rings and orcs and keep a watch on the Shire, you know, take care of stuff like that for me? And Radagast is like, yeah, man, I got you. So they both leave. Radagast runs off to go give messages messages to the animals. And Gandalf heads to Saruman, where he is now trapped by Saruman, who has betrayed everybody. Yay, Saruman. Um. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so a couple things there. Why does Saruman know? A, why is Gandalf working for Saruman? Oh, yeah. So there's that question, and then there's the why are they saying that Saruman knows so much about rings? Like, how does he know so much about rings? Okay, so uh, Gandalf is not working for Saruman, but Redagast is. Saruman uh, studied rings extensively. He was a servant of Aeoli, who is the smith god, essentially. Um, and he loved making things, and he loved crafting things. Um, his name actually means, like, crafty in one of the languages of Tolkien. So he knows a lot about rings, and he studied a lot about rings, and he wants the ring. They don't know he wants the ring, but they know he studied it, and he was keeping a watch on the Anduin Valley without anybody knowing to see if anyone found the ring because he figured that's where it was. Why would he have thought it was there? Because that's where Isildur was killed. So Saruman knows a lot about rings, essentially, because yeah. he studied them. And um, Radagast has an in with the eagles. So Radagast told told the eagles to like send word to Isengard if they had any information because Gandalf and Saruman are going to be hanging out there talking about ring stuff. And... That's sort of where the eagles come into play there. Yeah, so Radagast asked the eagles to keep track of ring stuff. Information, movements of things, whatever they could see. Okay. So then, I'm just going to jump. Was this, was this after the Council of Elrond that no, that happened? this is before the okay, Council so of Elrond. Okay, so they're supposed to keep an eye on ring stuff. Mm -hmm. I'm going back to my top of the show thing with... I get so distracted. <laughs> Aren't these guys neighbors? Yeah, like, they totally are. So there's the Council of Elrond going on in Rivendell. Mm -hmm. And the eagles can see it happening. They and see everybody coming in, certainly. Yeah. supposed to be watching for ring stuff. And there's kind of a big ring thing going on. <laughs> there are how many rings in this spot at this point at the Council of Elrond? Um, Three. Right. So, because Elrond has one, mm -hmm. and Gandalf has one. And then the and One Ring. then the One Ring. Yeah. So, then... This is, this is a timeline thing. Okay. <laughs> so, okay. because um, Gandalf goes to uh, 
the Council of Elrond after leaving Saruman, after Saruman betrayed them. And he knows that. And the eagle rescues him from the top of Orthanc. We shows it in the movie, and it's it's clear in the book that um, an eagle rescues him when he's being when he was captured by Saruman. So Gandalf, everybody knows that Saruman has betrayed them by then. So if we're talking about the the specific task that Radagast gave the animals that he knew was to bring news to Orthanc because Saruman and Gandalf were meeting there. So at that point, Galahir, the eagle, knows that Saruman has betrayed everybody. So he's not watching for that right at that point. Okay, so when everybody's in Rivendell and there's all this ring stuff going on, at that point, the eagle's job is just to tell Saruman about it? No, because they know that Saruman has betrayed the person who sent them to do it. Oh, okay, yeah. Sorry, I got that backwards again. I mean, they still keep a watch on the Misty Mountains because they don't like orcs very much. And they, you know, cause trouble for the orcs whenever they can. But they're not really invested in the affairs of humans. They watch the affairs of humans, but they don't actually care that much. So this begs a whole nother question for me, which is, I guess maybe as somebody who has seen this world mostly through the lens of the Lord of the Rings um, and The Hobbit, it feels to me like so much of the world hinges on Sauron and the One Ring. I wonder why more of the more of Middle Earth wasn't involved, or maybe it was, and it's just happening off the page. Yes, there. Um, most of Middle Earth is involved. So you have these divine spy slash messenger things. And I understand that they're not necessarily invested in the affairs of men. Uh-huh. But this goes way beyond that. You have the, like, how do they feel about Sauron? Do they care? Well, um, Manwe and Melkor, who turned into Morgoth. Morgoth uh, is Sor- was Sauron's boss in the First Age. Sauron was a, like a, a general of Morgoth. And Manwe and Morgoth are enemies. So because of that, the eagles would be an enemy of Sauron? Yeah. Sort of? Yeah. But, I they mean, they don't like no... orcs, but that's more like a cat-dog thing, right? <laughs> well, um, because they are servants of Manwe, who is the enemy of Morgoth, orcs were created by Morgoth. They're creatures oh, of Oh, is Morgoth. that why they don't like them? Yeah. Oh. And they do mean stuff. And they do mean stuff. Orcs are kind of mean. That's, yeah. Yeah, they are. Um... Okay, so they don't like... So the eagles don't like Sauron. Nope. Because they don't like his boss. Right. Well, I mean, Morgoth did a lot of crappy things in the first stage. Sauron did a lot of terrible things. The orcs do awful things in the mountains that the eagles don't like, and they throw them off of stuff, like they did in the Battle of Five Armies, and just in general. <laughs> so, okay. I don't know that we want to necessarily talk about the Battle of Five Armies. No. Uh, the Battle of Five Armies at any extent. But... Did they just, like, get involved because they hate orcs? Yeah, essentially. So you just saw a bunch of orcs doing stuff, and they were like, like screw nope. those guys. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to throw you off a cliff, guys. <laughs> Bye. So they, didn't, they weren't, like, summoned. They just kind of, like, saw um, some stuff happening. And yeah, went. they saw some stuff happening, and they wanted, they wanted their part of the action, and they came in and swooped down. Okay, so... And, I mean, they were, they were helping Gandalf earlier in The Hobbit. Um, and in The Hobbit, it says that Gandalf healed an arrow wound of the King of Eagles, which is awfully nice of him. Um, 
and that they repaid them by rescuing them from the orcs right after they get out of the goblin tunnels. Okay, so their debt to Gandalf is paid at that point? They kind of think so. Okay, because I was just about to ask, and I think I'm going to ask it anyway. (laughs) (laughs) So if Gandalf is their buddy, and I mean, I guess is Gandalf their buddy? Yeah, they're buddies. Okay, so Gandalf is their buddy. Gandalf has a pretty big problem with this whole ring situation. He does. And everybody's at the Council of Elrond. And like all the great leaders of Middle Earth. Mm -hmm. uh, Humanoid leaders of Middle Earth. Most of them. And Gandalf has this big problem. And Frodo volunteers to take the ring to Mordor because everybody's having a fight. Yeah, in the movie, that's what it shows. Okay. Um, in the book, he he volunteers, and Elrond's like, well, yeah, we kind of figured you were going to do that. Let's see who's going with you. Okay, so... But anyway, generally, you're correct. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm getting too bogged down in specifics. No, 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 you're not at all. Um, you're here for specifics, right? <laughs> like, you are the yeah. specifics person. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, so... We're at the Council of Elrond. Frodo volunteers to take the ring to Mordor. And everybody volunteers. Who cares about that? Why isn't Gandalf like, no, the Lord of the Eagles is going to take this thing to, to Mordor and just drop it in Mount Doom because we, we can airdrop this thing. Um, Gandalf doesn't know that they would do that, I don't think. Um, they talk about other stuff, though, right? Like, they, they talk do. about other solutions. I don't know. I, I Maybe it's because of my military background. Like, it seems like you have this resource, and it would work so much better than literally any other thing that you have at your disposal. And, you know, this this conversation might convince me that you are correct in that. Because... <laughs> <laughs> like, um, could he have asked? He could have asked. He definitely could have asked. And, you know, they, they might have actually done it. Because... Um, after Gandalf fights the Balrog yeah. and dies and he's hanging out on top of a mountain, coming back to life, um, an eagle sees him because eagles watch the mountains Yeah, and picks him up and he's like, hey, man, where do you want to go? Let's just let's go wherever. Uh, and But at this point, he doesn't know where the ring is. He doesn't. Oh, man. But you know when he did is when he was at the Council of Elrond. <laughs> <laughs> Right, but there's a point when when he's flying him to, uh, at that point he flies him to Lothlorien, I believe, um, to be healed. And there's a point where Gandalf says, you know, bear me whither you will. And he said, I would bear you anywhere, even were you made of stone. So that makes me think that maybe, maybe an eagle would have taken them. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to back out of my own theory here yeah. for a minute and say yeah that all sounds good but there is also a huge amount of um energy spent describing uh the toll taken on the ring bearers Mm. and in the scenario we're describing we're not talking about frodo taking the ring on an eagle to mordor maybe that would work but we're we're talking about an eagle. T- so maybe there's like a... Maybe Gandalf didn't consider this because he knew it was bad. Okay. The main problem with the eagles taking the ring to Mordor is they're obvious. They are huge animals. Yeah, but they're... Okay, this is like the helicopters thing in movies. <laughs> like, 
there is a thing about aircraft where they can go up in the air high. Yeah, they can. And, you know, how accurate can you be dropping a ring from 10,000 feet? Yeah, okay, but we're in a we're in a we're in the war of the ring. Right. Right. This is already happening. Right. Like people are dying all over the place. Mm-hmm. There's like and not just people, right? I mean, look at what's happening around Orthanc. Oh, yeah, the right? ants. So, like, so what if an eagle has to dive bomb into the Mountain Doom for it and he doesn't make it out or maybe doesn't make it out? Yeah, I don't think they'd want to do that. They're not as they're not as involved in the affairs of men as they seem to be. And yeah, they're willing to help out Gandalf, but they would be seen from a gajillion miles away by Sauron and yeah. the flying Nazgul, which, yeah, they can fight him, but it would be a huge battle on its own just to get into Mordor. It's way easier to sneak in than to send someone on a giant eagle. Okay. What if it was Legolas? <laughs> <laughs> what? So, hear me out. All right. We got a motorcycle and a sidecar. You okay. have. <laughs> we have. <laughs> we have Legolas on an eagle. Okay. And we have Frodo on an eagle with okay. the ring. Okay. Because ring bearers. We're just going to not mess with the ring bearers thing for a minute. Okay. Okay. Because right. hobbits are, I guess, better at it or something. I don't know. Yeah. They are. It's cool. So. Frodo's got a... Maybe they're even on the same... Who knows? It doesn't matter. Maybe maybe Legolas can be on the eagle's back, and like, surfing on it, because yeah, he can because, do that, apparently. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Frodo is, like, in the in the talons. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Exactly that. Okay. okay. And then, I'm just saying, like, I'd like to see the Nazgul that can get close to that. Um, any of them? Yeah, but then, isn't Legolas just gonna... I mean, he can't... He's... So the movies are a little misleading about what <laughs> arrows can do. Your whole thing about helicopters and movies, I have a problem with Legolas's archery. <laughs> <laughs> arrows don't work like that. I mean, even in the in the books, he shoots down a Nazgul. Yeah. But he shoots down its mount. Yeah, but the, but the, the fear mount, uh... the fear is still there. There's there's a thing the the Nazgul have a presence of fear and domination. That comes from Sauron through them, and it's called the Black Breath. And Legolas is not immune to that. So there's no, like, elvish turret on the back of a eagle gonna get us into Mordor? Is that what you're saying? Most likely not. So they would have to... I mean, this doesn't help us, I guess, then, that much. Okay, actually, I went back up on that, because <laughs> I think it does help us, because we still have a much better method of transport here. Yeah. And but it's an obvious. It is an obvious one, but you know there was the gambit. There was the gambit at the Black Gate at the end of Return of the King. Yeah, but they didn't have that put together at the Council of Elrond. They didn't have Imrahil. They didn't oh, yeah. have. They didn't have the support of Gondor or Edoras. Edoras was a freaking waste because of Wormtongue and Saruman at that point. Saruman was betraying them, and they knew it. He knew Gandalf escaped. He knew how Gandalf escaped. He probably knew exactly where Gandalf was. So between Saruman and Sauron. Well, yeah. I suppose if I'm going to make the argument that the eagles should have dealt with the ring, then a much more compelling argument is, you know, well, they were at Orthanc. They should have dealt with Saruman. Yeah. If they could have, I I'm guess. Not sure that, I'm not sure that they could just take Saruman on. 
um, Gandalf has trouble taking Saruman on until after he comes back as Gandalf the White. Okay. As long as we're at Orthanc. Yeah. One of my absolute favorite things in the movie is when Gandalf talks to the moth. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. moth goes off, gets a uh, great eagle. That's the word I'm looking for. We've been talking <laughs> about them a little bit. Meh. Moth goes off, gets a great eagle. Great eagle comes back, helps out Gandalf, gets him out of the problem. So I have two two big questions. One is, could Gandalf actually talk to moths? <laughs> I don't know. Probably. I mean, it's in the subtitles. It is. It is. It says whispers instructions to the moth. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, like, I know he's, like, super cool. Yeah. But. I mean, that's really more more Radagast's territory. That's but what I'm sure, saying. Sure, he can talk to a moth, I guess. Okay. All right. So he talked to a moth and he went and he did. And um, this is where you crush my hopes and dreams, right? Y yeah. Okay. Uh -huh. So you're curious about the moth? Yeah. Like, so, I mean, I also think it's a really cool moment, and I like how they used it in the movies as a device to say, hey, here come the eagles. Um, they use it there. They use it at the battle at the Black Gate. Um, and when they made the Hobbit movies, they used it uh, in the Hobbit movies as well, both right after the Goblin Tunnels and in the Battle of Five Armies, which is pretty cool, I have to admit. But there's no moth in the book. The the eagle came to Orthanc because it was bringing a message. It wasn't bringing a specific message, but Radagast had asked the eagles to keep a watch out for stuff and report back to Saruman and Gandalf at Orthanc. So the eagle was on his way to Orthanc anyway. Just so happened to see Gandalf trapped at the top, like, what's happening here? So he stops to talk to Gandalf. And Gandalf's like, yeah, man, this isn't cool at all. Um, Saruman betrayed everybody and now I'm stuck here. Can you just kind of get me out of here. So the moth is there because Radagast isn't in the movie. Is that basically? Yes. But he is in The Hobbit, but they kept the moth thing because it's cool. But yeah, it's it's a device. Okay, so let's get into the real questions. If you were a great eagle, what would you do all day? Uh, Fly around and probably eat bunnies. <laughs> What? I mean, what's better than eating and like soaring in the air? I don't know. I'm I'm scared How of heights. How tiny is a bunny for a great eagle? It's a snack, y'all. Oh, this looks like popcorn. Yeah, they are white. Yeah, and crunchy. <laughs> I don't I don't know what I would do as an eagle. Yeah, no, no, no. If so, the eagles were involved in a lot of stuff in Middle Earth. Yes. Like what? Like what all stuff did they do? Oh my gosh. Um. Well, to start off, they did um help out in various battles so obviously the battle of five armies the battle at the, uh, at the gate of M mordor why how did i forget the word mordor just now? <laughs> <laughs> so battle of five armies battle at the black gate yeah they helped out gandalf kind of carted him around here and there um they helped out Baron and Luthien. at the end of of this Baron had one hand cut off and Luthien was like she was exhausted. She had been fighting. So they were exhausted and they collapsed and the eagles came and rescued them. There's also... A Just like a very Frodo-Sam moment there. It's an extremely Frodo-Sam moment, but the world's not about to explode around them. Because we've got a missing... Missing hand. Extremity, right? A thing of power that's gone missing yeah. because of it. Yeah. Um, at the end of, edge of the world where all evil dwells and here come some eagles to take you out. Yeah. There was also um, an elf lord. Uh, what is that guy's name? So I think the guy's name is Maedros. I think that's who I'm Maedros. Yes. Okay. So Maedros. One of the things that the eagles did, um, 
Maedros, who was the eldest son of Fionor, wanted to get a Silmaril back, which this is going way back. And he tried, and he was captured and held to a mountain by one hand. Uh-huh. And he was rescued by Fingon, who... Here, we're going to get into a whole bunch of elves from the Silmarillion here. But he was rescued by Fingon, uh, who came up on an eagle to the mountain. And Maedros saw him, and he's like, dude, just kill me. This sucks. And he's like, no, you're my friend. He was like way past 127 hours, right? We're talking years. Yeah. He was so up there for years. Elves can, like... Yeah, they're immortal. Unless they choose not to be. <sighs> And I'm surprised but, uh, he didn't choose not to be at that point, because he was basically like, please kill me. Can, well, can they just... So that that does beg the question, can they just choose to be? Because, like, uh, he's like, hey, kill me. Oh, was that no, the no. first time he thought of it? No, you know what? I'm thinking of half-elves. Never mind. But eagles have helped in lots of random places throughout, and mostly in the fight against Sauron. So it is interesting that they're not helping out yeah. with this, except that they would be so obvious. They would be flying, like, right at big flaming eye level. <laughs> <laughs> right at big flaming eye level, right so, at Barad-dur. So, okay, yeah, back to the original question. <laughs> the way original question. Holy like, crap. the how it should have ended question. Yeah. You're saying, yeah, super obvious, flying in uh, to, to Mordor, and, you know, maybe Gandalf did think about it. Absolutely. Maybe he did. Maybe he did think about it because it would be really weird that they thought about. Well, maybe it's not that weird that they thought about Bombadil. It's not. Um, one of the elves brings it up, I believe. Um, say, hey, how about this guy? And they're all like, you know, we could do that if we if we begged him. If everyone in the world begged him, he might take it. But and, then he wouldn't care and he'd forget or throw it away. And also if he weren't. A giant inflatable tube man? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's hard to hold on to things when you're a giant when inflatable your arms are flapping around. <laughs> when your arms are flapping around and made of fabric. <laughs> <laughs> this is not the dumbest thing we will say about Tom Bombadil. It might be. It, it's Okay, it's up there. Yeah, it's right up it's, there. It's, it's right up there. <laughs> um, so yeah, they discussed bringing it to Bombadil, and Bombadil was kind of out of the question, because he's just not all there really i'm pretty sure they did bring up the inflatable tube man thing at the council of Elrond. oh though. yeah yeah because rivendell's just coated with him <laughs> that's how you know where the entrance is <laughs> you know what honestly maybe they could have found that place in the hobbit if they had one of those out front um i think that's kind of the point like they don't want people <laughs> to just wander in and buy a used car speaking of being off topic <laughs> okay so, did Gandalf consider the eagles? Maybe he did, but there is a point in the Council of Elrond where they talk about how this mission depends on secrecy. Um, right. Boromir, even in the movies, Boromir is, is like, not with 10,000 men could you do this. You cannot do this. It's it's crazy. You you need an army. Well, and he would know, right? Because, like, he's yeah. been fighting at the gates of Mordor for, well, not at the gates, but... He's been fighting at Mordor. The gates? I don't know. Not so much at the gates, more at Osgiliath. But yeah, he's been fighting Mordor pretty much his whole life. So he right. knows what he's up against. Yeah. Um, and he doesn't think it's possible, which is why he despairs, which is why, you know, Denethor despairs, among other reasons. But the whole point of the Council of Elrond is it's a secret council. They had to send someone small who could sneak in. Nine people is not an army. Yeah, it's a know. special forces mission. 
Sure. Sure. You'd know more about that than me. Yeah, I mean, that's why you use a special forces unit is because, like, not with an army could you do this. And not, I'm not even talking about geopolitically. Right. But, like, if you landed an army on the shores of whatever country, you couldn't do it because, like, you'd have to fight their army. You could never get to the objective you're trying to get to. Right. You send four guys that and are highly trained. they in the back way. Yeah. That's exactly what this is. Yeah. This is a this is a secret mission because it has to be. Because Sauron's eye is all watchful. And he has spies. And he has the Nazgul. And, you know, the whole the whole army can't do it, but these this couple of guys can probably sneak in. And a whole army of eagles couldn't do it because they'd see him coming and he, he'd be prepared. He created these beasts for... Uh, created is a weird word, but yeah. He made these beasts for the Nazgul to fly in after their horses were destroyed in the Fort of Bruinen. So why not make a million of those and send him against the eagles if, if he sees the eagles coming, so, which he will. So he made those? I don't know. I don't know where those things came from. Because that, that was also one of my questions. Like, when I was a kid, when I was reading the books, I was like, why aren't they on horses anymore? Like... Yeah. Because... They found a better... A better monster to ride, but I don't... I haven't looked into that. They're just, like, chilling out somewhere. They're just hanging being, out. They're like being the disgusting. Eagles. They were just, like, being gross, black, wyvern things. I guess. I, I don't know their history. What else you got for me? Okay, so... Is there anything, now that we've talked... Oh, you know what? Did you finish talking about the, all the stuff the Eagles did? So you were, you were there, was the, there oh. was the... I don't remember even all the things you said Okay, so, so there was... Um, I believe they come as messengers to Tuor at some point. That's in Unfinished Tales, if you're interested. Um, they come as messengers. Oh, they bring news of Sauron's fall to Faramir and Eowyn in Gondor. This idea that the eagles can just talk to people is so weird to me. Like, <laughs> I don't know why I'm having such a hard time with it. I don't but know. Like, it's not just speech. In in Return of the King, when the eagle brings news of the fall of Sauron, he does it in poetry. It reminds me of the movie Beastmaster. <laughs> where, <laughs> where Mark Singer... Oh, my God. Mark Singer... Shout outs to Mark Singer's abs. Anyway, <laughs> where he has a hawk that is like his buddy and he like makes this hawk noise. <laughs> and I assume that a human being actually made the noise and maybe it was even Mark Singer. Um, but it's a pretty cool noise. It's a pretty cool noise. So like I'm like thinking about talking to eagles and I'm like, are they are? Is it Mark Singer? Is it Mark is Singer making this noise? No, I like the like i don't know i you'd think for somebody that was into fantasy that i would be able to accept a talking eagle but like yeah i would is, think that it is really bugging me i don't know what to tell you anyway so they <laughs> so they're messengers and they can message somehow like i'm just gonna think of it my own way that's fine you I'll feel get, free I'll, I'll get over it somehow <laughs> <laughs> I'll get over it somehow. You okay. will. So you listed a bunch of the stuff the Eagles did. Is there anything like that you just wish they hadn't been involved in? Like anything that they did that you wish they hadn't been involved in? Um, not really. I'm I'm glad that Frodo and Sam don't die on Mount Doom. To me, it doesn't feel like I know you feel like it feel it's like a Deus Ex Machina thing where they just kind of like swoop in and figure everything out. But I, I feel like it's it's a deeper thing than that. 
but I can't put my finger on yeah, it. Right and now. it could be. And so I've heard a couple of things about this. Uh, in pop culture, it is kind of like, it's almost a meme, right? Like the Great Eagle's coming in oh to like God, save yeah. everybody. It's not almost, <laughs> it is a meme. There are memes about the Great Eagle's coming to save things. Oh, yeah. Like everywhere. I but, love memes. <laughs> but I, right? But also, um, some people compare them to angels. And this gets back to Tolkien's Christianity. Mm-hmm. And um, so I almost wondered, I've wondered off and on also if, um, and I'm not expecting you to answer this, but like, cool. I've, I've wondered off and on if Tolkien put the eagles in there as a direct, as a, as a very direct, I mean, they're winged, right? Mm-hmm. Like, as yeah. this direct, uh, intentional deus ex machina hey you can't get through this on your own you needed you need a higher power to help you out even if you've done everything that you can do even if you've succeeded more or less on your own because the reason i say the eagles is because gandalf who literally is that yeah right you can't tell in the book that he's that you don't know that from reading the lord of the rings so about not having succeeded on your own Frodo and Sam had already succeeded in their mission. Right. Um, in the case of... But then they get their reward, right? There's Right. It's not, a, it's not about... They don't come in and help you succeed. They come in after you've succeeded. Yeah, so take that how it should have ended. I've gotten most of my questions answered at this point, but if you have questions, we'd love to hear from you. You can reach us on Twitter at 5th H Podcast or by email at show at fifthagepodcast.com. If you go to the show notes, we'll have links to the How It Should Have Ended video, as well as to all of the books mentioned in this episode, whether you want to find them in your local library or purchase them for yourself on Amazon. Also, a special thank you to Dr. Turtle for supplying the music. We love your stuff. If you like what you've heard at the beginning and the end of the show, go check him out. You can find him on Bandcamp. Just make sure you spell out the word doctor when you're searching for Dr. Turtle. Thanks for listening. See you next time.